Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you One Bad Mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart. And remember, we are doing a good job. This week on One Bad Mother, a Band-Aid ain't gonna fix this, we talk about parents being the front line against racism. Plus, Biz takes a tone, and we welcome James Arthur, the host of the podcast Minority Corner. Woo! (laughs) Hit all the octaves. We did. That's, I'm not sure I've ever wooed with a man. Oh, Besides okay. my husband. Besides ah, my husband. Gotcha. Well, I definitely have wooed with a man. Um, not your husband, so we've got that out uh, All from right, the game. fair enough. James, yes. I, we are so excited to have you here. And just so everybody knows who James is, besides delightful, uh, he's an actor, a comedian, a Marvel correspondent, and host, writer, director, dancer, and choreographer. He is also the host of Maximum Fun's Minority Corner, which is a podcast that takes an introspective look at the world through an intersectional lens. James, thank you so much for joining us, and I hope you've got some dance moves that'll help us yeah, Dance five, our six, way to success. five, six, seven, eight. Let's get into formation as Beyonce told us to do. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> but it's true. You know, dance can actually be very uh, therapeutic, you know, to channel the pain and the energy. I actually, to yeah. plug something else, I teach Zoom dance classes on Saturdays. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. It's, One it's, bad mother listeners, get ready. We Let's are going to a Zoom class. <laughs> yeah. It. It's uh, uh, in honor of Pride Month. We're doing Lady Gaga and Rihanna's new jam. Uh, just because we can't pride physically together, we can pride yep. together in our homes. And, you know, just channel a lot of the uh, pain that we're experiencing and just sort of uh, have an outlet for that and dance together. Well, No, I'm in love. Before I ask you uh, how you're doing, James, I just want to take a moment to do something we've been doing since the pandemic and feels every week more and more important to do. First, we want to say thank you to all of the uh, frontline essential workers, all the people who are out there helping to not only keep us safe during this pandemic, but to help work on and find ways to uh, end this pandemic or at least slow it down because my children need to be back at school, people. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Selfish. Thank you guys so much for that. 110%. I'm just going to give some snaps to that. I will take the snaps. (laughs) I also want to say that we are recording this on a Friday. We are coming to the end of what is it now, two weeks, 10 days of peaceful protests in our country supporting Black Lives Matters. Uh, And I, again, want to thank all of those who are able to be on the front lines Mm -hmm. of this, who are protesting, who are using peaceful demonstration means who are looking out for each other. I think, Mm -hmm. again, when I say the things that like make me like people again and like them is when I see people really relating and connecting and picking each other up. Yeah. I know that it can feel like, does this matter? Is this helping? 
is this going to be the time that we take another step forward? And I just, I don't know. I'm just here to say thank you to everybody who's stepping. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just totally. keep stepping. Keep stepping. Keep on stepping. It's, uh, it, it's, it's what, it's not that, it's what we have to do. We don't, yeah. there is no other option. Like there's no, no, you don't just get to sit back and eat bonbons and, you know, watch Netflix. Like you can use yeah. that as a tool to catch your breath, but that can't be, it can't just be escapism. It can't just be being comfortable because that's how we got ourselves in this situation in the first place. Ooh, I can't wait for us to talk <laughs> in the topic. So everybody, we we see you. And as always, along with seeing, let's make sure we're really listening. We're really listening. Finally, I just want to give a shout out to Teresa, who is still taking time off. And I hope she takes all the time that she needs to be with her family. We love you, Teresa. And you're doing you're doing a remarkable job. With that said, James, here's a loaded question. Okay. How are you? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, oh man, that's a lot. How much time do we have? Um, yeah, we... Uh, forever if you want. <laughs> I'll answer in this moment because it's honestly, it's, 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 it's sort of moment to moment. And, um, there's a it's a heaviness that I I feel I, I feel it feels uh, like there's just this this heaviness, but at the same time, I guess I feel cautiously optimistic in this moment because of the what I'm seeing um, specifically non-black people get information to quote Beyonce if I can you know um, and doing it from I think an authentic place and I feel seen for the first time. I I feel like last time when this happened, it felt like there was so much time that was wasted with like arguing the merits of like Black Lives Matter. And I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm not having to have those conversations and I feel seen. And um, in some ways it's it's kind of a vulnerable feeling um, because it's like you, you see my struggle, my journey that I'm not making this up, you know, that it's it's a it's sort of this this background radiation that every black person has always walked with. Um, it's interesting that George Floyd was like, you know, killed with this knee. We've all sort of felt that pressure of that knee our entire life and existence. And now everyone um, can see it. So. I'm sad. Um, it's Breonna Taylor's. It would have been her 27th birthday. You know, she was also shot and killed by police just sitting in her own home. An essential worker, one of the ones that we we're just praising about, were in the middle of a pandemic. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm and I'm trying to just give myself grace because it's like I'm we're in a it's take the lot, worst parts of the last like hundred years. We're experiencing <laughs> them all at once. It's yeah. the 1918 pandemic, the Great Depression, yeah. the civil rights movement all happening at once. Oh, wait, we sent men into space in America. Oh, yeah, Don't that forget happened that too. One. I yeah. thought that was like such a like little historic <laughs> cherry on the top of like history coming back. I was like, I'm not, I'm not missing this. Oh, oh, are we going to send a rocket into space? Yeah. All of these other things must be it's- happening. All there. So it's the, uh, I don't want to say the greatest hits, but there's certainly the hits that happened. And so I'm just trying to give myself as much uh, grace as I possibly can while still uh, being active and engaged. But um, thank you for asking. It it almost feels like a funeral happened because I'm getting a lot of like white folks coming to me and they're asking me like, (laughs) how how are you doing? And I, 
I can take that on. Not every black person can. So you have to sort of learn how to dance with each person because they're each, right. each experiencing it differently. Um, but I, I have appreciated it because it's an attempt to try to be active. So thank you. Um, how are you doing? Huh? What's well, a lot going on? First, I'm going to say that's very generous of you. <laughs> <laughs> to be to be uh, willing to do that dance. Um, a lot of therapy and a lot yes. of like self-help and meditation have gotten me to this space. So Yes, I did love the therapy. It is yes. helpful. Yes. Um I'm all I mean, I'm all right. Let's get real. I'm healthy and I'm white. Fair. <laughs> I mean, Fair. you know, like yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm a woman, that's not as good. But there. you know, there you go. I am looking forward to us having a chance to to talk about this. But that said, it is deeply it's it's I think every day over the last couple of weeks specifically, and we've look, we've been dealing as best we can and as mindfully as we can on the show since we've started. Mm-hmm with inclusion and learning and and trying to figure out like where our voices can be helpful, you yeah. know, and uh, and when they can't <laughs> so yeah. to, to shut up with I to help like, a healthy place to yes. also be like no yeah. one to lead and no one to follow. Like that's right. So I think the best thing I've ever heard sometimes being an ally and I had to do this too, as you know, I, you know, maybe a queer black man, but I also yeah, do have male privilege. And so I being an ally is like being the intern. You're there to yeah. listen, support and get the coffee. So that's right. That's right. But that's exactly right. But I thought that that actually would be a really great place to segue into what we should, are going to talk about today, which is parents being the front line Mm. against uh, racism. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. James. Yes. I would like to start with talking a little bit about Minority Corner. Tell us a little bit about the history of the show and and why you started it and what's come out of it. Yeah, thanks. Um, So it started with uh, Aneke Fitzclark, who's been on this show before. (laughs) She's literally, she's like my best friend, my sister. We went to college together. I've known her for, you know, ages at this point, you know. (laughs) It honestly actually really started around the time, say about six years ago. The show's been running since 2015 in June. And it was mainly because we were listening to a lot of, you know, podcasts, but there wasn't any podcasts that were talking about intersectional sort of issues. You know, we love talking about news and history and pop culture, but Ferguson was happening and some of our favorite shows weren't addressing it. And it was like, this is affecting me. Ferguson was the first time with Michael Brown, I realized I was a second class citizen in this country. And that is what an awakening to finally sort of come to because I was spoon fed these ideas of, well, you know, Martin Luther King happened, waved a wand, racism was over, and then Obama, we did it. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was the finish yeah. line. Woo, that yeah. is, and that wasn't the case. And so we were just always having these conversations 
And we're like, oh, we should be recording this. And then we did. And, you know, we talk about, you know, pop culture, news, history, just whatever's going on in our lives. But it comes from a voice that isn't heard, or at least it really wasn't heard too much uh, back then. Now there are other podcasts with, you know, kind of a similar matchup as us. And we're grateful for that. There should be as many of those voices as possible. And I think that's the other sad and somewhat heartbreaking thing is that we started this podcast five or six years ago in response to like the awareness because this is always happening you know since the really inception since you know night since you know 1619 since you know even the history of the police that black folks have been disproportionately affected and 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 treated and killed and murdered and lynched in this country and that's always been happening but uh you know here it is we started this podcast in response to everybody coming on the same page and being aware of what was happening. And here it is happening again. And it just breaks my heart so much that George Floyd's last words were, I can't breathe. And we heard those already. And, you know, with Christian Cooper, who, you know, it could have turned out differently. He was just out there bird watching, And that was the first time I saw, I think every black person sees themselves in these instances, but I saw myself yeah. in Christian Cooper. He's black, gay, activist, worked at Marvel, and I'm like, that could have been me. So um, that's kind of the inception of Minority Corner. It's still going strong. Uh, Aneke has, she, she pops in and out. She has, <laughs> you know, joined the troop of mothers. She's on the front line, so she's got yep. a, lot of, a lot of focus taking care of her, you know, little baby girl. Yes. So on this show, we have talked, we talk a lot about how parenting unites us. There is a shared parenting experience. Nobody is free from their kid taking a shit in the tub. Okay. This is going to happen to you one day. No one's going to yeah. tell you this. Hmm. This is, this is a, an equalizer. Yeah. That, that said, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean we share the same parenting experiences. Mm, mm-hmm. Parenting being a shared experience, sharing the same parenting experiences. So when I I hear us say that we're on the front lines, yeah. I still think there are different lines that we are mm. we are hitting. And yeah. so and again, this goes back to what you said at the beginning about all of your white friends coming up and being like, mm-hmm. are you okay? Yeah. How <laughs> yeah, sure. Are you, are are you, you okay? And can I, can how I are do? you? What can I do? And I, I've already told you, and yeah. I've said it before, openly on the show, I don't think that is your job to answer, per Thank se. You. I think, Thank you. I, I yeah, I just, wow. There's a what thing the called fuck? Google that, I know, Google it. Google it's that at shit. your fingertips. Yeah. <laughs> like, pick up a book. Um, <laughs> just, but you have said that you were very willing to come on and chat with us. I am willing to be your dangerous minds teacher. You okay, know, great. I will be like imagine because they always flip at the inverse that it's you know these yeah. POC kids who need a teacher. No, I'm gonna be <laughs> y'all's black teacher turning my That's chair right. around and being like, Woo! let's get real. You know, I'm gonna do Mr. that to Arthur. you. Mr. Yeah, Arthur. you are the That's inner right. city kids, and <laughs> I am the we inner need city. to have a conversation. <laughs> You have to teach me. Oh, my God. They call me Mr. Arthur. Okay. Um, Yes. Yeah. uh, All right. So I find in the first steps towards helping parents navigate this, probably very specifically white parents navigate Mm -hmm. this, 
we spend a lot of time trying to convince you that we're not racist, which mm-hmm. I think is a real waste of time. Yes. So can we just move on to great to what's next? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think it starts with making a commitment. I think this is for everybody. Um, you know, I'm also I am also looking at this from an angle too. So I'm a I am a one bad gunkle. Uh, that's yes. a gay uncle. Uh, keep I up here, people. Um, so I'm also thinking about the children in my life that I have, and I think uh, regardless of race, and I think you put this so well. Everybody has a collective responsibility, right? I think that at the end of the day, we all want equity and equality in this country, but we all have different degrees of responsibility. I want to live in, in, into what that means in raising our children and also our own personal responsibility, right? And so I think um, what has to be different this go around is making a commitment to this, right? So you're starting off with yourself that like every day you're waking up with some sort of mantra of what will I do to help end systemic racism in this country. And it's not just enough to be like, oh, I'm not racist, but it's anti-racism, <laughs> right? It's like yes, re- I love, bo- yeah. taking down racism and you know dismantling anti-blackness because that's what we're seeing here in the country. So I think it's like starting with yourself, Mm-hmm. And then educating yourself, um, I think taking in sources of, of of black media, whether that's books, like even, mm-hmm. you know, if you're like, oh, I don't think this is for me. No, watch a show or a TV show or a movie that has an all black cast. Like we have to broaden our horizons following black bloggers, documentaries, books. There's so many resources. Um, so starting with yourself and then. You know, when you move into, you know, the children, like all of the parents, I... I love all the parents. The parents, like I literally, they are our front lines because that's the future. And I think that we really can make a commitment that we're going to end police violence within our generation. In the same way that, you know, if we look at this as like a pandemic, uh, the folks that came before us ended polio. They strive mm-hmm. to end it and they did it. And we can do the same thing, but it's a daily commitment and practice to it. And I think first and foremost is checking in with yourself when you're going to have these conversations with your children and and there's not a one size fits all. All of your kids are different. I I think parents should be vulnerable about their feelings. If you're feeling angry, you're feeling sad, whatever that is, but just kind of organizing your feelings in a way that you can present that to your child because um, whatever you model is how they're going to also pick that up as well. And that's why I think it's okay to be vulnerable. If, you know, they see dad crying over what's happening, whoof, what an image, you know? I think that's a, it's such a wonderful approach. Tell me what your thoughts are on this. We're raised with a narrative, but I think what's different about then and now is our narrative didn't necessarily have the history behind it. Didn't have, right? Like, it's not enough. Now, I I, I was raised in, like, the buckle of the Bible Belt. I mean, Alabama, okay? In (laughs) the 70s and 80s. So, you know, oh, yes. What a time. uh, Long stories. (laughs) Uh, And there's, it definitely shaped who I am. And I was like, lucky to have my parents but you know their parents were racist right. i mean full but, on but but look at the key thing that you said that i want to focus on yeah. is your parents right, right. your That's parents right. moved the needle in yes. you that much forward and you're doing that same thing and with that needle movement i think 
when you hear people saying, how is this going to be different? Mm. As parents, what we can do to make it different is to not just say, everybody's equal. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're, we're all the same. Yeah. It's just, all, it's okay. That we need to like tie in the the history with it. Why yes. we even have to. Mm. to say this right yeah. and so i wonder like how how do we begin with that in like i guess it's like how do we navigate this with kids yeah well i think what you can i think what's great is like i'm a huge advocate of like books you know mm-hmm. and or even media because sometimes like i maybe don't have the words but this yeah. can and so you find what's appropriate for like there are literally like books for like ages three to five with dealing with you know racism or even privilege like i think privilege is you know very key yeah. and you can find sort of ways i think to talk about it with your children of you know um if you want to talk about like injustice of like you know mm-hmm. you can sort of talk talking your child about like uh, when talk to me about when you had an experience that you felt was unfair and then you can kind of bring that to you know what's going on to you know how it happens to pertains to you know black people or you know um, calling out you know what these police cops did and why that was wrong and that they did it because of the melanin of these people's skin, right? And then children can sort of ask questions and it's at different levels and different, you know, sort of uh, kids' levels. But, you know, I think... Tapping into the history of it is so key. You know, I love Black History Month. I think it's great. And I think it should also spill into the rest of the year. Of every month? Because, yeah, <laughs> yes. exactly. Because Black history is American history. Like, yeah. slavery is so tied to the foundations of this country, to yeah. um, the economic success of this country and our still dependency on cheap and sort of free labor. And then you have the treatments of just what emanated from that laws and segregation and there's you know just so much you don't have to like (laughs) sit little johnny down and put all of this on him but i think that's the other key is that it's that remember i said in the beginning it's a commitment buckle up little johnny here we go it's gonna be here we go summer you're doing summer school at home this is what what we're doing but not a bad you know little summer school program of like um and understanding that it's a process that you're not gonna have one conversation and be whoo that was tough done with that but this is literally sort of a commitment and you kind of look at like what have you what are your every family has its values and its mission statement and however it is that you approach that like understanding that in our family we work towards being kind to other people uh we look look towards uh you know justice for other people and dismantling systems of racism it's part of your family's mission and if we know that then we yeah. know and it leaves that space for this conversation to continuously uh be open and finding new media and sources and navigating the conversation it's got to be awkward and clunky you know what else is awkward and clunky talking to kids about sex right like yeah, exactly it's, it's- Yes, yes, exactly right. And that is a conversation that has to happen more than once. Yes, you don't just totally, say, yeah. you know, and it, I think what's also similar to it, we were talking about the, you were talking about the, the bonbons and the Netflixing and moments like this are, especially when they're layered, mm-hmm. like what we're going through right now, there's a lot of layers yes. and I think it's fair you know, I'm a big believer in you can have multiple things going on and they can all carry equal weight. OK, They're, oh, yeah. they all right. So you have all this going on and it is, in fact, overwhelming. 
Yeah. And and if you've got kids, you're already fucking tired. And yeah. so, yeah. so and you've been home <laughs> with them for many months. Yeah. Uh, and so the idea of Netflixing and just wanting to not be part of it. When the Me Too movement was, was at its peak, mm-hmm. that was a very easy place for me to feel very connected as yeah. a victim of assault and mm-hmm. as a woman. And Mm -hmm. so it was easy for me to know when I needed to step out Mm -hmm. and let somebody else speak for me because I couldn't do it anymore. And then to step up when somebody else needed me to step up so they could take a step back. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I feel like in this situation, which I am a step away from, you want to speak up. And you want to teach your kids to speak up. Mm-hmm. I do not also want to look like a complete asshole mm-hmm. who's like, yeah. dear black people, totally. I don't understand, but I understand. Right. Right? Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I don't like, I feel like that makes me look like not helpful but but actually you know what i kind of want to challenge something that i don't and again like this is just me um and this is just me this is me in my opinion my idea um i'm okay with you know i think uh don't be afraid of looking like an asshole because if that prevents you from doing anything i I think once someone will let you know that you've stepped out of line right and (laughs) oh okay sorry and now i know where that boundary is right and then if you don't have someone in your life what i'm talking about a black person to let you know that you stepped out of line then (laughs) there's your first thing to do you need to go do some outreach So you have those people in your life that can help you um, because everybody benefits from diversity. Just having it helps you in that sort of situation. So (laughs) I I think like um, and that's why I just say it's grace has been my theme and motto for this since the pandemic started, because I think in just in general, us as human beings, it's got to be messy. You're got to step on toes. It's kind of like a dance and we have to learn how to do this dance with each other and that every person that you're dancing with too, when you're working with someone on an issue or talking to someone or engaging with them, they're all got to be different. Just have to check in with them about, oh, oh, where am I dancing with you on this one too? And I think too, you know, I think everyone has to find their activism. I think we all have to be activists in the same way that everybody needs to be a feminist. Like, and being a feminist is about uh, believing in that women are equal and working and striving towards that and making mistakes and getting back up and, you know, moving where the movement sort of goes. And I think activism has to be, and it can take so many different forms. It can, um, you know, being with your children and talking to them, that's activism. If it's taking to the streets, if it's donating, if it's, you know, being involved in social media, having conversations with people in your circle is one of the most important ones. And I think it's okay to be, I think sometimes we were, we, we love being so comfortable. I mean, we have what yeah. Netflix yes. and chill, right? We love being comfortable yes. and we James, have, I love being comfortable. It's, of course it's cozy. Let's be in our cave and hibernate. Let me put on the onesie and let's yes, hang out. Just, yes. <laughs> but being comfortable <laughs> is how we got here. And if we, you know, I guess my biggest fear and why I say I'm cautiously optimistic 
is that we have all this the anger and the sadness and this frustration, and the minute the news cycle changes to something else, and we're not yeah. seeing these images, and we're not, uh, we have very short attention spans, and yes. so hold on to this feeling, you know, put it away, journal it, or something, and that's why I say it has to be a daily commitment and pushing yourself to your uncomfortable limits. It's okay to be uncomfortable. It's yeah. okay to have these uncomfortable conversations because it's like. I've not experienced this, but giving birth. I imagine it's one of the most painful things that you, people have ever done. But we're like when you go through, like we're going through major surgery right now. And yeah, it's we are. painful. And it's we can't shy away from that pain. We have to dig even deeper. Because you know what? I it's gotta get worse. It will, but for the better, right? Dig in deep and and yeah. Well, I think the surgery comparison is an interesting one because when you've had major surgery, uh, in theory, there should be a recovery mm. time. Mm -hmm. Something Americans are not very good at is recovery anymore. We mm. will get you right out. Oh, did you just have a baby? Goodbye. Yeah. Go back to work. Right? Oh, my like, gosh. Yeah. Or did you just have open heart surgery? Well, you get to be here for three days. Now, yeah. get out. So yeah. I, I, think, I think you're convincing me that... Mm -hmm. Parenting is going to be helpful. Oh, so helpful. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Because I, th I think when the news cycle switches and our focus goes somewhere else, if we are still, as parents, having the conversations, making sure that our, you know, the books we have in our house yeah. reflect diversity have yes. you know that the kids shows we're choosing to watch mm -hmm. activities we sign up for yeah and i and i understand that for i have always grown up in very diverse communities yeah. okay yeah i mean hello i'm from alabama yeah. um, and it, <laughs> that is diverse it yeah. freaks me out when i go to cities i remember the first time i ever went to like some city in maine and I, like i'm walking around and i kept thinking Oof. I cannot put my finger on what is weird about this. Something is really weird. And then like 10 minutes later, I was like, oh my God, there's no black people here. Yeah, and, startling. And it is startling. And it but, should be startling for people. <laughs> but it should, well, it should be. And I think, but I think though that it's very, it is a comfortable place, speaking of comfort, mm. for me here in California or mm -hmm. when I was home in Alabama or when I lived in New York or Atlanta or any of these places that I am very used to seeing diversity around me all the time. Right. That has afforded me a sensation of not being scared of, of people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I am right. not like You're I'm like, not. That's okay. never crossed my mind. Right. Yeah. And so then I realized that that is not the case for people all over our country where they do not live in diverse communities. And so while it's very easy for me to say, go find a diverse Girl Scout troop in your neighborhood. <laughs> When that's not an option, I think what you were saying about the TV shows, uh, mm -hmm. making sure you're listening to programming, whether it be podcast or radio or music. Music is something that uh, I, we love music yeah. in our house. And I, it, it really is one of the easiest ways to start talking about it. Like, yes. oh, do you, do you like this? Uh, singer? We were listening to like Miles Davis. And yeah. I was like, oh, do you, do you like this? This is great. Fun fact, <laughs> when when he was recording this, he wasn't allowed into a building through the same door. 
right? It. And it was like, it Look was really that history. Simple. And that's what I was yeah. going to say. It's that like you can dive, music is such a great, you know, not just the surface level of things, but diving even, even deeper to yeah. the history of it. I love that you do that because it's also like, you know, we can't just look at the, uh, you, the symptoms of the things that are happening. We have to look at the cause, right? Yeah. If I'm bleeding, we don't just go like, oh, you're bleeding. We like, oh, what happened? Oh, <laughs> someone punched me in the face. Like that's, right. and now we're looking at, well, why did this happen? You know, oh, because they're racist. Oh, why are they racist? Oh, because oh. they're afraid. Now we start unpacking, right? You just kind of yeah. keep digging until it's literally the roots are rotten. We have rotten yeah. roots in this country. You know, are they talking yeah. to the police? They talk about one bad apple. Well, that apple orchard, it's, it's full of rotten roots so we need to you know get at the yeah. root of things and, and it's and clear hard that to up. be a healthy apple mm. if the tree itself is infected uh, all right like yes. if we are yeah. gonna do an apple <laughs> metaphor yeah I, I, let's <laughs> it, go you're with right. that. if the tree itself is you know yeah. is is bad then then we gotta you know yeah. Johnny Appleseed that shit like in different uh, ways, yeah, right? Yeah, I do think we should come up with some examples. Like, what are these smaller ways? Because it, mm. it's easy to say in the big abstract, you know, yeah, right. It is abstract. So I, let's let's kind of delve into some ways that can be helpful through our maybe our own experiences. I mean, like if you, what were some things that like your folks? Mm. Uh, or that friends of yours or you've seen other parents doing that you're like, oh, that's not a bad idea. That that works. Or even like my fantasy wish list for when I like oh. have my, you know, yes. children. So I am going to um, I'm going to adopt two and have one. I have this theory for every because like there's all these because I'm gay. Yeah. I don't have to biologically have children, right. you know, but I yeah. want one just to see like I want to create something and see what it would look like. You know, there's just that. <laughs> But I have to go adopt some children. And what if I need a bone marrow transplant? So yeah, you know. I know. Selfish, selfish. <laughs> anyway, now it. you now you know why we are all having children. <laughs> you just have don't. They're just walking donors. donors. Just donors walking everywhere. donors up. Keep that uh, liver good, little child. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. Yeah. So I think again, I think one of the first things I think what we're just t- trying to itemize uh, these things. You know, first checking in with yourself. Um. Mm-hmm. And, and broadening your resources, like you said, like we're just going towards you know. Uh, uh, non-white media of all mm-hmm. different facets and sources. And sometimes it doesn't even have to be like when we get to like uh, books for your kids. Sometimes like it doesn't all have to be like, ooh, the struggle. Sometimes well, it can right, be yes. just a protagonist <laughs> that happens yes. to be a non-white dude. Like that's also yeah. helpful. One of our favorites, because I do like to do shout outs to people who are doing good work. Uh, our shelves, we've had them on a couple of times. They're a book club for kids and yes. they just send di- books Featuring diverse people in yeah. them. And I think when we're looking at what I love about that is that like, you know, I we, we like our children are going to be exposed to this no matter what. Yeah. And so it's sort of like getting, you know, we're just I you, well, I don't want to open up this can of worms. So I was going to say it's sort of like, you know, you get your shots when you go to the doctor, you know, um, we like shots. Okay. <laughs> this, this show, this show, we've been pretty clear on the show about a lot of things. All right. Right? And one of those things is. The shots. But yeah, you want your children to be, you know, strong and immune, like get their immunity to uh, uh, what's going on. So you give them a little bit of these dosages of, of reality, yeah. essentially, and equips them. And um, so I think like that, like continue doing like having conversations, ha- then having conversations with your children. And remember, it's an ongoing conversation. And then also too. 
expanding that then towards your community, um, mm-hmm. having conversations with the people in your uh, social network. Like sometimes you got to put out fires on social media. We got to like let this, you know, we got to nip it in the bud. It doesn't mean that you at least challenge it. You don't have to spend all your day on social media, but use your platform for good. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be, people vote with your their dollars too. And when I see people who you know, I follow on social media who are standing up and saying something and it makes me want to continue following them. When I see that they're not, I'm like, girl, bye. I don't have time, you know? Yeah. Um, and something too, like I just, uh, this is a bit of a tangent or a derail as we say here. I like it. Uh, let's go off rails. But like when it, hashtag blackout Tuesday, once everybody figured out what the fuck we were supposed to be doing with it, yeah. there's a lot of confusion. <laughs> we learned about how algorithms work and why we use hashtags. It was a learning lesson for all of us. I was like, oh, what a, yeah. I'm doing it wrong. What and it's, is happening? And here's, here's what I love about it is we adjusted. You We made a yeah. mistake. Like, let's be okay with we're going to make mistakes and we adjust. But we don't take it personally and like, oh, my feelings are hurt or I did it wrong. Yeah. I give up. It's like, whoops, sorry, I made a mistake. Let's recalibrate. Right. And by the end of that day, I, my feed was filled with either a black square. So then all I saw was black excellence, like stories about uplifting black people, black history, um, things, action items I could be doing that people could be doing. It was just, wow. And so to continue doing those, um, doing those things, your workplace. I want to give snaps to my part-time uh, job. Job. I work in the tech industry, and it's not a shit show. Um, my CEO is a black woman, which is like, and it makes what? Some, I know in is the tech this industry. Narnia? Are we in Narnia? <laughs> in the upside down world. Like, where what's going are we? on? Um, but they like we've created these town halls where we're speaking about mm. these issues, and especially for those of us who are a lot of people are like twenty-five percent of the country is working from home, so like. Our home lives and our real lives are blurring so much. And when I say I feel seen, now I know that my colleagues know that when I'm coming into a meeting, I'm coming in with all of my black queerness experience. And just because I'm able to sometimes, you know, smile or I'm able to, um, you know, any success I have isn't because there's not an unjust system. It's because I've pushed through this unjust system, you know? And so I think... um, I think gone are the days we're talking about like race and sexism and homophobia as taboo subjects at work. No, we are humans, right? Like there's no such thing as identity politics. My identity informs my politics. It informs my (laughs) life. So I think it's okay for creating like we do with our children, making it, so then it's not taboo and that we can have these conversations because when we shine a light on these things, they're not done in the dark. Right. And we right. where people are then able to make, you know, mistakes and we can say, oh, nope, we don't say that or we're not doing that. Um, and also, too, there are groups for white people specifically to talk about racism. Yes. And that's why we don't actually have to come to ask us. every person <laughs> that we see on the street. Yeah. There. But but, you know, let's all be careful that we but go to the right group because there are the right some groups group, yeah. where it's a bunch of white people getting around. And they're talking about race. And so just be careful yeah. which group you're in when they start putting on a hood. You're knowing you're in the wrong place. Right. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Make Whoa, yeah. Do your research, guys. <laughs> ah. That could be really tricky. Yes. Yeah. 
And I think just knowing that it is a, a, a process. And again, I think it just goes back to making that commitment that I really do believe that we can before, you know, we take our last breath, which will be like 150 years from now. I'm wishing that for us because we're going to have that. We're taking care of ourselves um, that we're going to look back and be like, man, wasn't that crazy that like police used to kill people like they don't have yeah. to. There's signs of it in other countries where that just doesn't happen. And so, um, you know, in, and even taking your children you could uh, taking them to a protest depending on what you yeah. know their ages and and you know doing it during the day like we don't need to shield them from this cuz who do we want our children to be? We want them yeah. to be leaders in this world. We want them to be making the world a better place. And if they're silent, if they're passive, if they're um, complacent, if they're participating in any of this, you know, systemic racism, then that's I know that no parent wants that. Um, and so I think on the on the end of this, it's always sort of giving your children that sense of hope that yes, there are these bad things that are happening and this is what they are. Um, I'm gonna protect, I'm going to uh, make you keep, make sure that you're gonna be living in a safe environment, but um, we in this family make a commitment to, to ending this and, and we're going to because we believe in love and equality and equity for all. Growing up, where I grew up, in my time, I can remember having those thoughts as like a you know teen that this is gonna be done. By the mm. time I have kids, mm -hmm. this will be done. Mm -hmm. And it's not. Yeah. And it, it's, and you know, there are a million reasons as to why it's not. And it would be very easy for me to say on the pessimistic side of how the fuck is this supposed to happen? Right. But that said, I see, you know, what's different is that the crowds that are marching and that are protesting, it is filled with the kids of, I mean, I had my kids late. So, I mean, like the kids of my generation <laughs> yeah. like and they, that I grew up with, those kids are out marching yeah. and speaking because to them, it does make total sense yeah. that this is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, we like change can be incremental and sometimes people get frustrated with it. And, yeah. you know, sometimes I believe that, you know, I'm fighting for a future I will never see just see. because the folks that came before me did that. And I think that um, everyone has their role to play, like even to our listeners that your listeners out there who, you know, are are um, who are black. Um, I know how exhausted and tired and frustrated you are. And so I say, and, and, and to know for people who are not black, like know that they're tired and frustrated and exhausted. And so to allow, give that space. And so to give yourself that space too, and take your breather, but also like, we also have the work to do as well. And, and what I, and what I mean by that is that something that's been helpful for me is finding someone in history that has, can be my guiding light, my spirit mm. guide. And for me, yeah. it's been Harriet Tubman. Because Ooh, yeah. she, if you haven't seen that movie, Harriet, it's so phenomenal. Please watch it. It is amazing. I mean, this woman, like, freed herself and then came back and freed hundreds of people, never lost a soul, and then yeah. was a spy for the Union Army. And so then even for myself as like, oh, man, it's so challenging, you know, being black in this, you know, racist country. But then I'm like, well, <laughs> I have Netflix, right? Like, I yeah. have an air conditioning house. Yeah. Like, she did right. so much for me. So, again, like, I I encourage, like, especially because the, the generational trauma is real for black folks and then the trauma that you're experiencing now. So I want to be aware of that, but just to I also, you know, 
find that strength to 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 find your inner Harriet Tubman. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. God, yes. <laughs> yes. No, I think that's very fair. And I, I think, yeah, I, yes, yes, yes. Watch me say yes. Yes. <laughs> it sounds like something that you keep hitting on and the steps that we can take is forgiveness and patience. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just want to wrap up in saying thank you for bringing your grace <laughs> that you are giving yourself onto the show. And for all of us, if you are afraid to step forward, to speak up because you're scared, you're going to step in it as the queen of stepping in it on this show very often. The thing that we can continue to do besides all of that work when we are taking a look at ourselves is looking at the beauty of learning Mm. and apologizing when even if your intent was not to harm, I don't mean like just run around, sorry. I mean, like, like, like we, we all have kids. We all know what we've said to our kids. That is not a real apology, right? Like you've got to make eye contact when yeah. you do it. But really taking an opportunity, if we step in it um, to say, ooh, that, that was not my intention. But keep on stepping, right? Like but you said that in the very stepping. beginning yes. of the show. And like, That's I love right. what you said. I know you're trying to wrap it up here, but you just get me talking. But like the, yeah. I love the forgiveness and patience and activation. Like it's just, you know, staying active. And I think you said it just so wonderfully in the beginning of the show. Like we just have to keep on stepping, even if it's small steps or big steps, we just keep on trip trapping along. Keep going. I know, trip trap. Trip, trap. I remember it's like my mother who always said, two steps forward, one step back. Mm-hmm. Two steps forward, yeah. one step back. And those back steps fucking suck. Yeah. But the new steps are hopefully are going to be wonderful. I just I just hate that we are still here, James. But I am glad that you are here with me. And I am glad to have you here. Yay. And I will continue to ask questions and try and take the right steps. And I appreciate you being lovely enough to speak with us here. Everybody, keep stepping! Yeah! One Bad Mother is brought to you in part by StoryWorth. Finding the perfect present for dad is tough, especially if you cannot go anywhere, like to the drugstore to get him some soap on a rope. This year, (laughs) give dad a meaningful gift, a chance to connect with loved ones through StoryWorth. StoryWorth is a fun and meaningful way to engage with family, especially with relatives you might not get to see often. Every week, StoryWorth emails your family member different story prompts, questions you've never thought to ask, like, what have been some of your life's greatest surprises? And what's one of the riskiest things you've ever done? Give your dad the most meaningful gift this year with StoryWorth. Get started right away without the need for shipping by going to storyworth.com slash badmother. You'll get $10 off of your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash badmother for $10 off. Hey, 
Hey, you know what it's time for? This week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, James. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. My genius was that I volunteered at work to facilitate a discussion around racism and what's going on. I, yeah, I, I stepped up, yeah. I volunteered and I helped to lead a discussion. I was grateful that it happened and that I um, sometimes have been wanting to withdraw because I am sad yeah. and I'm heavy and I'm hurt and I'm finding my ways to uh, push forward and stay active and engaged in my, in, in, the way that I, the way that I can. That is, in fact, genius. <laughs> I, I had backup peanut butter on hand. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, we Sorry. all, you know, we all have our geniuses in our no, own way. No. My, no, no, don't no, compete, no, be I, unique. <laughs> um, <laughs> gonna try to self help you. <laughs> I know you're not being amazing at me, James. Um, <laughs> Oh my god, I love uh, that. <laughs> oh, all right. So, yes, you are in fact doing an amazing job and once again, thank you. Yay. For doing that. Just because I want to continue to be a really great person, I am having these discussions with my kids. Uh right now, very specifically, I would love to keep my kids from having to know about any of this. I, you know, it, it is they are hard discussions. And they're different. Yeah. Katie Bell's 10. Ellis is six. Mm. However, Ellis's whole kindergarten class was about being uh, citizens of the world. And mm. they were already talking. I mean, sometimes oh <laughs> Ellis, will, like, Ellis will like bust out on me sometimes where he's like, <laughs> where I'm like, Katie Bell will be like, you can't do that. You are too young. Age <laughs> is not a limitation to what I can or can't do. And I'm like, what the fuck is Yes, I love so, that. You know, that gives my, me such hope. That's oh, what I'm saying. I know, I know. Oh, I know. I they, are, they are good kids. But, like, it's hard work, and I am doing it, and it, I have to do it, and we all have to do it. And so I hope that's really everybody's genius this week and every week going forward. There you go. Yeah. Hi, I'm calling in with a genius. I have been running out of pandemic activities to keep my four-and-a-half-year-old occupied. Um, she loves being in water. She loves playing in water. We live in a small apartment. We do not have a backyard. We do not have a pool. Um, there's only so long she can stay in the bathtub um, because she has eczema. So I realized that I could put out a little tub of water and all of those. We do have like a, a tiny little um, balcony. So if I just all of those toys that were sitting out there getting dirty that she's been asking me to clean that I haven't had time to clean, I realized I could just squirt some dish soap into the tub and pour some water in and throw all those dirty toys in there for her to clean herself. 
gave her a scrub brush, and she went at it happily, playing in the water and cleaning her own toys. Now she <laughs> is inside, happily scrubbing away at the dirty dishes in the sink and having a grand old time at it. And I am sitting down, having a cup of tea, calling y'all, feeling like I've just unlocked some secret parenting badge. I don't know how long this is going to last for, but I'm going to enjoy it while it's happening. Thank you so much for everything that you, as in Teresa, you do for us. Um, you're both doing an amazing job. Thanks again. Bye. All right. You are doing a very good job. Sadly, children cleaning dishes will not last past <laughs> into the tween years, sadly. They'll start asking for money. But what you've done right now is you have really turned up the, I like to call it the, like, Cinderella Sleeping Beauty knob, where it's oh, like, yeah. work is fun, work is fun. Yeah. <laughs> I get that's this so, work. That's brilliant. <laughs> I'm taking notes for when I get my adopt yes. my two adopted children yes. and the one that I have. Like, that's exactly yes. what they're doing. And then they'll just be conditioned to the work. And yes, it's not conditioned. Later, will I have to spin this somehow. Um, oh, yeah. James, so much is about <laughs> spinning and bribery. So much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I also just really love the idea of whoever's in the balcony below in the apartment. Yes. yes. It's <laughs> just, just a great image. <laughs> just getting that water. You are doing a very good job. And we are all trapped inside. You are doing wonderful. Yeah. Good job. Failures. Fail. 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 You suck. Fail me, James. Okay, yeah, this is great because I don't want everybody. Everyone's like, "Oh, James, he's you know so perfect." I'm not. Yeah, um, we are. Dreamy James is at perfect. At first, I was gonna give. I don't. Was gonna give. A, at first, my failure was gonna be like, "Oh, I, you know, I've not been going out to the protests, and I feel like I'm not doing enough." But then I went with my going back to my genius. I did with what I I could. So then my actual failures has just been like. It's not, it's just something that I'm not doing in general. Listen, I said I'm a one bad gunkle and that I mean that. Um, I have, I don't really know how many nephews and nieces. What if my stepbrother keeps just having kids? I can't keep track. <laughs> I couldn't pick them out of a lineup. I, mm, yeah. I know some that there's some names and I could maybe put them to. Um, I have one nephew that I adore, little Theo. Uh, he's <laughs> just the world, but I have all these other ones that I just like, and I have one that's like 18. I think he's not gonna yeah. listen to this. He's a little shit. Um, yeah, no. And you know what? This is where my failure is. I don't like him. And my failure is, I'm putting this out on blast. I just don't, he's just ungrateful. Yeah. Um, all I can mm. do is just, you know, Hope for the best for him that he yes. finds his way, but he's a little ungrateful shit. So eighteen year olds sometimes are. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm not a good uncle because I think he's. I'm no. I literally just tell people yeah. I don't like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're doing a horrible, horrible, horrible job uh, being a grunkle. Wow. And listen, wow. his birthday's coming up. I'm not gonna wish him a not happy birthday. Nothing. Shit. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> not gonna nothing. Mm. And I'm gonna I'm gonna know it's his birthday. And no, I'm not doing a damn thing. You know what I'm gonna do? Do something for myself. So. Oh, good. Yeah. You're gonna spend that money on yourself. <laughs> That's right. I once was a person who was on top of things. Mm. Uh, I was very good at many, many things, including 
I thought reading an email. In fact, I am one of those smug people who are like, I know you're not going to read this, but I'm going to put information in it, right? Like, I am like a smug email writer, and the kids are signed up to do online art camp. Yeah. See how that works, guys. Okay, yeah. And I'm supposed to pick up some art supplies. And I have read the email multiple times. Yeah. So Wednesday, I went by the school to pick them up. Yeah. No one knew what the hell I was talking about. So I said, oh, no, 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 it says. It says I'm supposed to pick it up. So I reopened the email, and I say, oh, tomorrow. Today's not Thursday. It's Wednesday. It's That's me. Ha, ha. And I leave. And then today, yesterday, I couldn't go back to pick them up. So I was like, oh, Friday. I got to go pick. So I go, and they're, they're still not there. <laughs> and I look at the email, and... Uh, I'm not even supposed to pick them up at that school. It's definitely at some other location. And I don't, like, like with such confidence, I Uh thought this was supposed to be what I was doing. And I don't want to go to that other location. That other location is not near me. (laughs) It's not not close. You know, like being out in the world is very stressful. Yes. Uh, Oh, my gosh. And so it is, I'm going to still, I'm going to make a third trip tomorrow. To go pick up these dumb art supplies. Wow. And they better be worth it. Yeah. They, there better be some things that I don't have laying around this house yeah. in those bags. Uh, That's, if it's yeah. just some crayons and some chalk, is, heads are going to roll, school system. I gotta, that is right. <laughs> unaffiliated summer camp. Hey, One Bad Mother, I'm calling with a fail. I'm actually driving home from my fail as we speak. Uh, So this is an outdoor mishap. We were going out for a walk. It's the first walk that I've managed to convince my two-and-a-half-year-old to take with me, like, for five days. Uh, I was just really itching to get out. I was like, you know, it's finally nice outside. So I took her out for a walk to this place in the pond. We're walking around pond. She wants to throw rocks in the pond. She's done this before. It's been fine. I give her a rock to throw. Um, she walks up to the edge of the pond and just falls right in. And this is like the dirtiest, scuzziest, nastiest pond. <laughs> like you can see all the algae and muck and grossness just all over it. <laughs> so she's just immediately covered. Her hair is covered. She's screaming, she's pissed off, and I pull her out, now I'm covered, and this is basically my kid's worst nightmare, because she's like one of those don't-get-any-dirt-on-me-ever kids, and so I have to race her back to the stroller, which is now also covered in pond water, and uh, take her back to the car seat, which is also now covered in pond water. And now we're going to spend the rest of the morning getting a bath and changing clothes and not going on the walk that I wanted to go on. And hopefully she'll go on it again with me sometime, but we'll see. She tends to hold out to negative memories about a place. So, hooray. <laughs> yeah, that's my fail. Yeah. I hope you guys are all doing better than me today. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, no, that's that, that's horrible. You've yeah. done a horrible job. <laughs> you're you're a. Why would you even go outside? 
That's such that Alrighty. how grandiose. Off to a bad <laughs> start from the get go. It's a pandemic. That's right. That's right. That's right. You, we are teaching our children to be scared inside as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And and I guess so. I guess on some levels, you've taught them that the outside world is a dangerous, horrible <laughs> Scary place. place. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, just I yeah. Why would you try and do anything nice like that? That's crazy. On the plus side. Your child will never throw stones. There you oh, go. Ooh, that's, thank love, you. Well done. You're actually doing a really wonderful yeah. job. But at the same time, don't ever leave your house again. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you. One Bad Mother is supported in part by KiwiCo. KiwiCo is a subscription science and art box dedicated to making it easier for your kids to get creative and engaged. Both Katie Bell and Ellis have been getting KiwiCo crates forever. For Katie Bell, who's older, they are these really amazing and intensive art projects. Like this most recent box was a weaving baskets, like with rope baskets, uh, which I thought was really awesome and interesting. And I was a little jealous. KiwiCo is redefining play with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart. Do you mean I could have been doing these boxes? At KiwiCo. Get your first month free on select crates at kiwico.com slash badmother. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash badmother. We are the host of My Brother, My Brother, and Me, and now, nearly 10 years into our podcast, the secret can be revealed. All the clues are in place, and the world's greatest treasure hunt can now begin. Embedded in each episode of My Brother, My Brother, and Me is a micro-clue that will lead you to 14 precious gemstones all around this big, beautiful blue world of ours. So start coming through the episodes. Uh, let's say starting at episode 101 on. Yeah, the early episodes are pretty problematic, so there's no clues in those episodes no no not at all the better ones the good ones clues ahoy listen to every episode repeatedly in sequence laugh if you must but mainly get all the great clues my brother my brother me it's an advice show kind of but a treasure hunt mainly anywhere you find podcasts or treasure maps my brother my brother me the hunt is on hey everyone it's i john Hodgman of the Judge John Hodgman podcast. And I, Elliot Kalin of the Flophouse podcast. And we've made a whole new podcast, a 12-episode special miniseries called iPodius, in which we recap, discuss, and explore the very famous 1976 BBC miniseries about ancient Rome called I, Claudius. We've got incredible guests such as Gillian Jacobs, Paul F. Tompkins, as well as star of I, Claudius, Sir Patrick Stewart, and his son, non-sir Daniel Stewart. Don't worry, Dan. You'll get there someday. iPodius is the name of the show. Every week for MaximumFun.org for only 12 weeks. Get them at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. So, guys, 
It seems like the new format of the show for a little while is going to be me having the uh, delightful honor of speaking to great people. More of a guest weekend than just a guest moment like we usually do. And normally at this time, I would say that we always have somebody special on every week, and that's uh, a mom having a breakdown. But as I have given this week... Uh, a great deal of thought. Usually, guys, we record on Mondays, and it's like the start of the week. And now I am recording on Fridays. And that really, I have found, puts quite a different lens on the show and where I am when I come into the show. And I just feel like the entire country is having a collective breakdown at the moment. And so... Instead of listening to a call this week, I'm just going to go straight to how we wrap it up on this show, because I think we all need to hear that this week. What did we learn this week, James? This week, well, there's the blatantly obvious things we have learned. (laughs) Yeah. We learned that racism bad. Racism bad. <laughs> racism it's still bad. here, and yeah, that still all, here, still here, and that like I think we learned like what we all now need to do. Like there's an awakening, yeah. and that you know being anti-racist and being an activist are necessary commitments that we have to commit to. Yeah, if you, I mean, it is no different than any of the other difficult conversations that we will have to have with our children. Yeah. We cannot avoid talking about death with our children. We mm. cannot avoid talking about sex with our children. We cannot mm. avoid talking about inequality in our country with our children because it's there. Yeah, Guys, it is incredibly hard right now. We always say on the show, we never know what's going on in somebody else's life. And as parents, we have usually honed in on that when it comes to the mom having the breakdown at Target, the kids screaming on the bus, the woman crossing the street with all the groceries and five kids. Before we assume the worst, we should assume the best because we don't know what's going on at home. We do not know if I think about that as silly as that call was with that, the genius with the mom and the water and Mm -hmm. the tub, how easy it is when people come out and say, I'm struggling with something. My kid likes, how do I pass the time? Well, aren't I helpful? Let me give you all the things that are totally fine without actually taking into account that your child might have eczema. There might be a fear of water. There might be, you know, uh, not the space available to do the things that I have the space available to do. Mm -hmm. This is exactly like this larger context that we find ourselves in now. We cannot continue to make assumptions about people. We need to check our assumptions before we pass judgment. What we should be walking out there with is the idea that we are all trying our best and we all want the best for our children Mm -hmm. and we all want our children to be safe. Okay. That said, we are not experiencing this world the same. And that is something we need to to say to ourselves and to say to each other, Mm -hmm. okay? Many things can be happening at the same time. I can completely 
acknowledge that uh, people of color are walking through this world differently than me. Mm-hmm. I am I am concerned every time my child goes outside of the house, but God, it is not the same. Right. My kid can wear a hoodie. Yep. Okay. My kid can go bird watching. My kid can do fucking anything that they want on some level mm-hmm. because of the color of their skin. And I think that is unbearable that someone else doesn't have that same privilege. You are all doing this under a pandemic and you're all doing this with kids in your house and like under normal circumstances, James, I can sit here and tell like our listeners, God, you're tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, somebody is touching you all fucking day and it's too much. <laughs> Somebody's talking to you all day and it is too much. Yeah. You are trying to do all of your jobs and your work and there are children there yeah. and they don't care. Right. And, you know, there's guilt and there's stress and there's tired and there's worry and there's fear and there's no sleep. And there are babies screaming all night long and there's poop in the bathtub and no one cares that you got your kid to sleep last night. All of this, all of this is a big old soup that we are living in right now. And I encourage us to go out and continue to not be a jerk. Mm hmm. Don't assume anybody is, I know that James is not being a better person at me. He just is, okay? Um, Those people who are able to protest and are able to be out there and are able to speak up are not doing it at you. And we really have an opportunity when we feel like there's nothing for us to do when the times are dark and scary. I, I... think that James has helped remind us that we do have something we can do. We can teach our children to go out and be better. James, thank you so much for joining us. A good place that everyone can start is going and listening to Minority Corner because they are having these discussions. (laughs) They've been having Mm -hmm. these discussions. Yeah, I mean, you know, so go and check that out. That will be a good resource for where to go next. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for having me. This has been such a delight. I have enjoyed this conversation so much. And I just also want to uh, encourage, like, thank you for the work that you're doing. You're in the other parents, the other listeners. I know you've got a, it's a great community here at MaxFun. Oh. And so I yeah. like everybody just keep going, keep going, keep going. We can do this. We will do this. Uh, your children are going to also do this um, and just to keep going keep going keep going breathe dance keep going so thank you that's right Teresa wherever you are and I'm pretty sure it's the sixth level of hell I know that you are doing a very good job Uh, we see you Uh, and I've got your back as long as you need it Um, James you are doing a very good job You are doing more than you have to do, and I I really appreciate it. Mm. Everybody, we are going to continue to be here. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye, y'all. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Blue down mama blue.
That's low down mama blues, got a low down mama blues, you know that right. We'd like to thank Max Bunn, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.